Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to uh, another damn podcast. I'm your host, Supernova Jones, back with another damn episode. I know that it has been a while since I've been on here, but I've really been focusing on networking, right? And kind of increasing my social media preference. Your girl done made a Facebook page, okay? So go ahead and look for me on Facebook and like it, Supernova Jones. I am on TikTok, which I've always been on TikTok, but I've kind of been rebranding my TikTok, right? And more so kind of focusing on putting snippets of the podcast on there and really, you know, again, getting my viewership and listenership. And then hopefully eventually I'll get on YouTube and whatnot. So go ahead and look for me on all those social media platforms, i.e. Facebook and TikTok. All right. I'm trying to get out there more. I'm trying to put myself out there. And to note, you guys, if you're listening to this on Spotify and you have Apple Podcasts, go ahead on over to Apple Podcasts and listen to the kid on Apple Podcasts and get a kid five stars, okay? Uh, If you want to, all right? I do still want to keep you guys honest. I want to make sure that you guys are being honest with me when it comes to your feedback. And you guys are always great at giving me feedback and letting me know what you thought about the episode. So it'd be really helpful if you would, you know, also leave a review and put some stars on there, okay? And also, um, if you're on Spotify, if you're able to leave reviews and give stars, please, I would really appreciate it. And just continue to share the podcast, guys. I'm loving all the support that you're giving me right now. It is amazing, and I'm so blessed. And I'm really, really, again, just trying to rebrand, right? And put myself out there, okay? Right now, Um, all of this social media presence that I'm trying to tap into is really going to change the game. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm manifesting things on this new moon in Aries. Okay. It's Aries season. It's the first day of Ramadan. So shout out to all my Muslims out there. And there's a lot of things going on in the cosmos right now, baby. And I am tapped in. Okay. But in doing all of this branding, right? And putting myself out there on social media, I realized that I got some insecurities. Okay. I have some insecurities about putting myself out there. I got some trauma around this type of stuff. Okay. Especially when it comes to my looks, because I'm not really the wig wearing nails done, eyelash done makeup type of female. I'm pretty regular, right? In a sense. And as I was doing this, I was trying to figure out where are these feelings coming from? Like, why why you don't feel like a bad bitch, Miss Jones? <laughs> Who hurt you? As Daniel Caesar would say. Caesar. I'm over here calling him Caesar. So I follow a woman called the Hood Healer on IG. All right. And recently she had somebody on her live, and the girl, you know, was talking about how like she doesn't feel pretty. And it was crazy too, y'all, because when Hood Healer would compliment her, you could see this girl physically flinch it was kind of awkward after a while I felt so bad but they kind of like combed through her life and they came to the conclusion that the reason she feels this way is because her mom you know a female another female got her feeling this way which made me think about this episode (laughs) y'all gonna get tired of me but hello marketing rebranding right you might be new there might be new folks here that don't know that I had an episode on mommy issues, right? And it was a perspective that I tried to give you guys on what mommy issues could look like, um, be it for men or women, all right? I had Blueface as my cover photo 
who actually is in headlines again, okay, making me feel like I need to make a part two just for his ass, all right? But if you haven't listened to the episode and you plan on going back to listen to it, go ahead and send it to him, okay? Tag him on it so he can hear it. But now I thought about that episode and like I said, all about the trauma people face and how it's directly related to our parents, especially those of us who grew up in single mother homes or single anything, okay? Especially if you were raised by grandparents because we find, you know, our grandparents honestly funny but not realizing the emotional damage they've had on us and our parents. Our parents had to deal with that, y'all. That honesty that y'all find so funny. But most of the data we get are from single mothers, unfortunately. Okay, so it doesn't make growing up in a single mother household look so fun, right? But where am I going with this? So, y'all already saw the title. (laughs) I don't know why I do this dance with you guys, but of course, it's context. Okay? Y'all already saw the title. So, do women objectify women? Okay? Now, I know a lot of men are going to say yes. Of course. Of course, they objectify uh, women. But we need to tap into that. We need to really dive into that. And that's why you guys are here because you like the fact that I dive into stuff, okay? So, of course, I Googled and I looked up objectifying because in order to gain perspective, we have to define, right? Or we have to see what the definition is. So, when I looked it up, it gave me two, two definitions. The first one is that objectify means degrade to the status of a mere object. Right? And the example it gave was a deeply sexist attitude that objectifies women. The second one says express something abstract in a concrete form. So good poetry objectifies feeling, which I've never heard of it, you know, used in that way. So look, we learned something new. Now, I normally tell y'all that these definitions were brought on by the culture, right? And in a sense, this one was. You know, this one was kind of telling you that it was defined by the culture. And I'll tell you how. So at first, immediately, immediately, the search bar told me that Oxford Dictionary, not Webster's, y'all, Oxford, is the one that gave me these two definitions. So here's where the culture comes in and all that. Because the culture can't stay out of nothing. (laughs) The culture says a deeply sexist attitude that objectifies women. Okay, the, the culture is the one that decided that was the example we were going to give when we're given using objectifying in like a sentence, right? Or in context. That's where the culture came in. Using women in the example. Now, not in the way that I'm questioning women, but just the fact that they included women as if they're the only ones that can be degraded in mere status of object, right? But the culture doesn't stop there and making the word objectify a woman's thing. Nah, nah, the hood dictionary, aka Wikipedia, said this about the word objectify. It said that it's sexual objectification is the act of treating a person solely as an object of sexual desire. Mm, But wait, there's more. All right, because now Google said, listen, listen, Google said that an example of objectifying was using women's bodies to sell products, giving women animal names, and the sexualization of girls and women are ways in which females are demeaned and objectified in society. 
So all I did was, again, put in the word objectify for Google. And those are the examples and sentences that it gave me. Another example it gave was women can be judged or rated based on breast size or shape, turning them into sexual objects for the male gaze. (laughs) So here is where we have the culture choosing a side, basically, and making it seem that objectifying or being objectified is a woman's issue, right? Something that we women go through, caused by men. Men objectify. We are the victims of being objectified by men. They didn't say women objectify each other, but that's why I'm asking. That's why we're here. That's why we're always here for perspective, to talk about it. So let's talk about it. Why would I ask a question if the culture already said what it is? Because I don't fuck with the culture. (laughs) The culture is rigged and I will question its mindset at every turn. Now, I've actually been wanting to talk about this topic for a bit, you know, but it just never felt right. Never felt like I had enough to say on it, right? Because I I normally like keeping y'all here for at least 30 to 45 minutes, okay? So, gee, if you're listening to this, might not be, this might not be the episode that's going to help you get through your shift, baby. (laughs) But nah, especially, I wanted to talk about this more so during the Tory Lanez case, right? Only because at one point, um, the prosecution wanted to use Tory Lanez's lyrics as evidence against him. I guess these lyrics were supposed to, like, expose his character, and we've seen how rap lyrics can get these hip-hop artists in trouble, right? So I couldn't imagine what they felt they had against Tory that would give them evidence to use against him in this case. But it made me think about Meg and her lyrics. Because, yeah, she talks about sex and WAP, but Meg be having some hood-ass lyrics, okay, where she's talking about fighting and shooting somebody and a lot of Texas hood shit that I just can't relate to. (laughs) But... I mean, it's not too far-fetched that she's talking about that, right? Because it's hip-hop. It's the culture of hip-hop, the violence, the sex, the weed, the police, the lean, the drugs, all made into a poem, (laughs) you know? That's why rappers didn't really take Drake serious, right? He's a light-skinned rapper from Degrassi. He didn't grow up in the projects with roaches and rats in Canada. (laughs) His mom was a single mom, but him and his dad are cool now. That's not hip-hop culture, you know? But, I mean, don't listen to me. I I actually like today's hip-hop, right? And, you know, I've seen the growth in hip-hop, and that's what I like. I like that the kids of this age are making hip-hop their own thing, you know, defining it in their own way. But real hip-hop heads say that, you know, the hip-hop of today isn't, isn't real hip-hop. So what do I know? I don't know nothing. But if we're thinking about Meg's lyrics... It made me think about everything surrounding the case, right? And the whole fact, the whole idea that black women don't feel protected, that aspect. Because at one point I I was, I wanted to do an episode on Meg and my Are We Still Protecting Black Women series, okay? But I started, so I started to listen to some of her lyrics, you know, some of her more popular songs because I wanted to hear her. And nothing was connected to the case, But for me, as I listened and thought about the media attention, you know, and the fact that women weren't feeling protected by men, black women, not feeling protected by black men, it made me think about the fact that we don't feel protected by black men. Um, 
And they also objectify us. You know? So they don't protect us, but then they also objectify us, especially men in the hip-hop community. But then I was thinking, like, hold, hold up. Because don't women do it to each other too? Do we not objectify each other as well? Right? Can't we? Or do we have what's called selective outrage? It's a new term I just heard, right? Because I watched the Chris Rock special. And listen, I don't care what y'all say. He had some good points. All right? But I especially loved selective outrage because it made me wonder even more if, if women have selective outrage when it comes to how they're being treated, right? Objectified even. Because it's always on the men. It is always on the men. But women objectify each other. And it made me wonder, like, how? How can the victim, right? Because that's what objectifying is. Like, that word, the vic- we are victims of it by men. How can we be complicit in it as well? And another question I started to ask myself as I was thinking about this episode in particular was... Have we created or magnified what it is to be objectified, right? And that probably doesn't make sense as I'm saying it. But what I'm trying to say is, have we taught men also to objectify us, right? Do we fulfill the self-fulfilling prophecy of objectification, okay? Because, yeah, men are doing it, but are we aiding and embedding them in objectifying us. And I'll go further into that thought of, quite, you know, like my thought process when it comes to that. Okay? But if we're going back to women, you know, women are supposed to have sisterhood. We're supposed to have like a girl code, right? A form of like gender nepotism. Okay? And if you don't know what nepotism means, it's like it is the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. So it's more seen in like the workforce, right? Where, you know, you're working at McDonald's and you got a cousin that you know will be good for the job, even though they're not really good for the job. So you tell the hiring manager to hire your cousin over somebody else who may be even better qualified for the job. Okay? So I'm thinking about gender nepotism, and I don't know if that's a real thing, but it is here. When I think about that, I think about women like you know, sticking up for each other, sticking together, black women especially, right? Because we're the main ones, the main ones that were on this black women are protected type of vibe, questioning, you know, are, are black women being protected or not? You know, it is that, that reason especially is why I did the series, you know, every week or, you know, every, every episode in that series, if you want to go back and listen to them, I think you should. Um, I pick a black woman that I feel is being attacked more so by our own, more so by her own sisters, right? Who don't feel protected, who claim that we are not protected. But I feel like protection should also come from within, right? Gender nepotism. We're supposed to be for each other. Girl code. Uplifting each other. Yes, queen, yes. So where does the objectifying come in? And disclaimer, I feel like I have to say this every episode. Nothing I say 
is excluding men or absconding men, right? I think that's the word. From their part or their role in objectifying, okay? Remember, we created the definition because of them. They do this. All I'm here to say is, us too, ladies. Us too. All right? And I'll break it down. Let's start off with looks. All right? When it comes to looks, which which is how I bring things back around to me talking about my own fears and insecurities about putting myself out there on camera for the sake of getting people more familiar with me, right? It's because women have not made me feel accepted. My fear is that women are going to not like me. My fear is that women will objectify me. I feel that women are going to judge or rate me based on my breast size and shape and turn me into a sexual object and treat me as a person solely as an object of sexual desire. Not saying that they're going to sexually desire me, right? But my fear is that women are going to look at me and decide whether they want to listen to this podcast based on my profile picture, based on what I'm wearing, based on my hair, eyelashes, you know what I'm saying? 30 inches or not, human hair, synthetic, (laughs) right? My nails are done, my body type. These, my fears are that women are going to be doing this, these things, that women are going to be objectifying me, right? Because it is something that I see within us, right? And you can't tell me you can't, you don't, that you don't see that. Think about women when you get into a relationship with a man, right? What's the first thing y'all do? Even if you don't get into a relationship with him before, What is the first thing y'all do, ladies? Y'all look at his exes, right? And not the character of the exes, but what they look like. Because now you are going to be based on how your relationship is going to go with him based on what the ex looked like. So if in your mind she was ugly, that means he has to treat you better, right? You're going to be rating and judging her based on what she looks like or looked like to determine your treatment. Right? That's the first thing. You are going to determine your worth based on what his ex looked like. That is objectifying, I would say. That's how I see. We're judging and rating this person based on their sexual appeal, how attractive they are. Right? Attraction is an object of sexual desire, right? I got to be attracted to you. And here I'm not saying that men and women shouldn't be attracted to each other. Because when we're looking at, when we're thinking about attraction, we're most likely talking about the physical, right? But what I think women do, women, when we're, when we're objectifying another woman and, you know, just kind of looking at them, we are, we're really looking at their looks, the physical and what they have. I just started watching Sex in the City. Not not just recently, but like a year or two ago. I'm late to the party, right? Late to the Sex in the City party. But when I was watching it, I remember, I forget the main character's name, Sarah Jessica Parker. Mr. Big got with somebody new. 
And the first thing her and her friends started to do is objectify this girl. Okay? Talking about her clothes and her looks and I look better than her. You know? Breaking this girl down. Just started rewatching you. Okay? I watched it from the first season. I'm trying to catch up, y'all. Don't give me no spoilers. But in the first season, you remember Beck? When Beck found out about the redhead he used to be with, she started stalking this girl's page. And what her and her friends started doing? Talking about her looks. Rating her. And this is just what we do. But why? Why is it that we minimize a person, women, talking about women, why do we minimize other women to their attributes? Okay? Why are we judging women? So here it is. We do it when it comes to looks. We even do it when it comes to bodies and body shaming. I talked about this on another platform of mine, you know. If you you see my my profile picture, if you don't know me personally, you don't know that I'm I'm tall and slim. Okay? Tall and slim. Been slim all my life. Can't help it. But what I've noticed as I've gotten older and just in the world, just in the culture of women, there's this battle between skinny women and big women. And I don't know where this battle comes from, you know? I don't know if men did it because remember, men are, we are the victims to men, (laughs) right? We are the victims to men. So I don't know where it came from, this battle between. But what I do know is that wherever it came from, women are the ones carrying the torch, keeping keeping the torch lit on this battle between skinny women and big women, right? Where it's, if you don't like big women, you're not a real man. If you like skinny women, you can't handle big women. She's so skinny. Well, what do we do when we're in a battle with another female? We talk about her looks. She a fat bitch. She a skinny bitch. You know? She bald-headed. Just talking about things that really have nothing to do with, you know, this person as an individual. But just really digging deep on their looks when we think about the movie Mean Girls you know that was their thing I recently saw an interview on Shade Room with a girl named Erica Banks I guess she's a rapper I don't really know I had to google her um but if you if you don't know who Erica Banks is she's the one that did that song Buss It Buss It Buss It right uh huh (laughs) And if you don't know that one, I can't help you because that's all I know. I barely, barely knew that one. Okay. But she was caught on camera or in an interview. I don't know if she was caught on camera. I think she was deliberately saying this on camera for other people to hear was that she only keeps women who look a certain way around her. Right. Especially when it comes to being in a club and in a section. Okay. You have to look a certain way. You have to have a certain body type. Your hair has to look a certain way in order to be in a section with her and her people. Right? Objectify (laughs) one-on-one. Objectify one-on-one. Because what did I say? What did I say about what objectifying means? When women are judged or rated based on breast size, shape, turning them into sexual objects for the male gaze. 
Because I'm pretty sure there was a science to these measurements and requirements she had for these women to be in this section with her, right? It's to appeal to men. But wait, wait a minute, because men do that. And that's wrong when men do that, right? It is wrong for men to objectify us. Hello? But here we are having standards on what we should have in a friend. And this is just a friend. So she's not even talking about being with these women sexually. She's just talking about these women being in her energy, in her space. They got to look the part. Right? That's crazy. So then getting away from looks, sex is used as a way to objectify. And we, again, women do that against with each other. Because when it comes to sex, you know, and when it comes to men, I feel like we're always trying to liberate ourselves from men in a sense, right? Or feel liberated when it comes to men. And sex is one of those things. And there's a bunch of other things that women use as a means of liberation from men, okay? Showing off our body on social media is liberating. Having sex with multiple men is liberating. Treating men how they do us is liberating. Having an affair with a married man is liberating. Getting cosmetic surgery, not having kids, not getting married, getting abortions, using men for money, not being a stay-at-home wife, being a lesbian, all liberating, (laughs) freedom, all things that continue to make us sexual objects, no matter how liberating it may feel, right? And I say that because even something just as simple as getting cosmetic surgery, a lot of women have said that the reason they get cosmetic surgery isn't to appeal to men, but they do it for themselves, but then also other women. They want to look good to other women. They want to compete with other women, right? Because remember, at the end of the day, when it comes to me competing with a woman, again, I am talking about her looks and her body. All right. But then when the man gets to me, I want him to love me for more than that. (laughs) I want him to care about me. But then we question when a man is with a woman that maybe is not that attractive, according to society, according to you, according to you, the woman. He's not that attractive. What is he doing with her? She don't look good. She not cute. She don't got no ass. She don't got no titties. Why is he with her? Or she's too fat. What are he doing with her fat ass? Right? Women are asking these questions. I'm not saying men don't do it too. But ladies, I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I hate when we do this too. I think women do that a lot. We deflect. Well, men do that. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, that's why I gave you the disclaimer earlier. We know men do it. I already said that. Okay. Bam. I already said that talking about you doing that to other women making a a woman feel that because of her look she's not worthy to be with a man a certain type of man but then when again when a man gets to us and now we think okay check mark I look better box checked now he gotta treat me better that's not always gonna work that way because now you're wanting him to objectify you in order to love you in order to pick you. 
And it seems like it's okay for women to be objectified if it's going to work out in our favor, right? If we're going to be chosen, be it by other women or by men. As long as I'm being chosen, objectify me, baby. Which is why I question if we are a part of the problem when it comes to men objectifying us. Because here it is, we say that, you know, again, objectifying, if we're going back to, you know, the meaning of it, right? What did I say? To degrade to the status of just a mere object. So when we listen to a lot of, let's go back to hip hop now, but just female hip hop. A lot of the female hip hop, a lot of the music, and I'm not saying Janae Aiko, you know, R&B, mommy. I'm not saying she don't be talking crazy like this sometimes, but in a more poetic and eclectic kind of way, you know, with sound bowls and shit and crystals. I'm not saying Janae don't do this, but I'm saying mostly when we listen to Meg, when we listen to people like Meg and City Girls and Cardi B, what are they always talking about? What's what's always the object of affection? Pussy, right? Let that pussy talk, right? Let that pussy talk. Gucci, Burke, and Chanel, right? <laughs> We're always demeaning our body to something. Basically, if a man wants something from us, right? If he wants to be with us, if he wants vagina, he got to pay. He got to pay. I'll give you sex for a bag. It's an exchange, right? Object to object. Pussy for Birkin. Pussy for $1,000. Pussy for love. Pussy for attention. Pussy for status. Object, object, object to object. Okay? And we women create that narrative. Okay? Even just our looks. Again, going back to the looks thing. Our looks, we feel that the object, that being the object of affection. All right? Breasts, thighs, titties, ass, these things, you should want me. But like I said earlier, when we get them or when they want us merely for those things, we don't like that. We feel used, right? We feel like we're being diminished to just a thing. But we have created that culture, right? Because remember what I say, as long as it's to the benefit of us, we don't mind, it's okay. Use me for sex. Like me for my body and my titties and my ass. Right? I'm going to pull you in with that. But then more, more. Anytime I've listened to music from women, especially when we're going against each other in a song, talking about another woman, it's always in the sense of looks. Like I said, looking better than her being more worthy than her because of how I look, right? I can take her man because I look better because my pussy's better. There was a song I was listening to by the City Girls where they was like, you know, um, they can't chill with no no bitch because her pussy cheap. We can't be friends, your pussy cheap. (laughs) Can't be you fake ass clothes, fake ass gold. Can't be around you. Right? Things, objects. 
objectifying each other. Judging, right? I'm going to keep saying it. Judging and rating based on breast size, shape, turning them into sexual objects. We turn a female into a sexual object just to be her friend. (laughs) And we learned this from young. Taking this back to my, again, what are mommy issues episode. I'm not trying to start a war against single mothers. Of course not. You know what I mean? I was raised by a single mother, in a sense. Even though my stepfather was in the picture since I was five. You know, I'm an age. and none of your business, but I'm an age now, right? But they weren't married, so she was a single mother. Whatever. So I'm not starting a war on, on single motherhood. But with the percentage and the statistics that are coming out, right? About people. So not just black or white, just people that are born in single mother household. That means we're getting a lot of our engagement and learning from our mothers, ideally. Right. And I think about just something as simple of like beauty pageants. okay, which is something of like, you know, entertainment and building confidence and self-esteem and self-worth and all of that good stuff. Right. That's what it's supposed to do. But what about the little girls that don't meet the mark, right? Now we have our mothers pushing these girls to be perfect, stand perfect, look perfect, smile perfect, because they're going to be rating and judging you based on your look and how you answer questions and you got to smile a certain way and talk a certain way, right? Be a lady, right? Because we're going to be an object for, according to the culture, male's gaze. Just going to be the niggas looking at us for that type of stuff. Whole time, females are the ones looking at that stuff as well. And breaking each other down, breaking each other apart. Ripping each other to shreds. To be objectified by a man. That's what it sounds like. I'm going to break another woman down because I want to be objectified by that nigga. Not you. (laughs) Not you. There's been a culture even of just, you know, taking a girl's man. But we supposed to... CD Girls have an album called Girl Code. They got... Now, and one song... There was a line that says, got your nigga in the back with his hands all over, all over me, basically. Then, then another part said, I'm a grom bitch. I'm a side bitch. But this is a song about girl code. (laughs) This is an album, I should say, about girl code. What's the code? Because if there's anything we love to do is to brag about being able to take someone's man with our vagina, with our looks, right? Not with our heart, not with our mind, not with not with our thoughts, right? And I'll even go on further to say this, that not only are we objecting each other women, but we also objectify men, do we not? They got to have beards. They got to be tall. They got to be dark skin. They got to have deep voices. They can't be too fat. They can't be too small. They dick got to be big. Oh, man. Shoe size got to be big. Right? 
objects, things, rating. We, we're, we're rating men based on their shape, size. And that's in all aspects of the word, size. <laughs> that's in all aspects. Height and penis. And pockets, right? Money. But we elude objectification. Women, we, we, we elude it. Like I said, we are carrying the torch of it. It'll never die down, objectifying or being objectified. That's always going to be a thing. No matter how liberated we try to be. That's that, and with all the things that I said that women use to liberate ourselves, being objectified should be one of the things on the list. But, who's, but to whose benefit would that be? I don't know. How about women like the girl I told you about that was on um, Hood Healers Live that couldn't even be complimented, right? Because she was broken down by other women. Remember in my episode of why it's so hard to make friends, it was a lot of women that were triggered by that podcast because they were hurt by other women, mostly, Okay, because women are mean or they can be not all, but they can be mean. Remember, I said, if if women, if it's hard for us to get along, I can't even imagine what men have to deal with. with trying to get a woman. Right. But women are mean. Again, mean girls. What were they doing but making other girls feel less than? And again, not because they were bad people, but because they didn't have a certain look to them. They didn't dress a certain way. They didn't talk a certain way, right? And a lot of women sometimes, they'll say, well, you know, I can't be friends with this girl because they get jealous of me and da-da-da-da. I remember one girl was talking about the fact that she decides if she's going to take a man serious based on how he treats women he's not attracted to. And I thought that was great. I thought that was great. And I thought that was, that's, I'm like, that is the first step into changing the culture around objectification, right? Changing the narrative around objectification. Because ladies, if we're objectifying other ladies or objectifying people because of what it's the benefit that it's going to get to us get us right then that means there's some there that we we're in charge of changing the narrative we're in charge of creating the new culture around that word right we're we're in charge of practically maybe even getting rid of that why are we still dealing with objectification in this day and age because a lot of men I would say they're going to go as far as we take it. They're looking at how we treat each other. They're learning from us on what's acceptable behavior or not. And if we accept their behavior. So if I accept a man telling me that, yeah, big women, they, they, I don't, I don't fuck with them. They just too fat. If I'm okay with that, with that, with that narrative, you know, Again, not saying that a man has to be attracted to any type of woman because we have our standards too. 
But if them talking about women like that is going to be attractive to us, then they're going to continue to do it. And then now we're going to continue to do it to other women because we want male attention, right? Or attention from whoever, whatever your preferences are. So if culturally, in order to get attention and to maintain attention or to be safe and get or get the right type of attention, you have to change yourself up or you have to be around the same people, then it's just going to continue. It's just going to be an end, never ending cycle. So we need to be reflective, ladies, when it comes to selective outrage, right? What we are out, what we're we going to be mad about when it comes to men and how they treat us. Because then we have to think about how we treat other women. A lot of women, women especially, were mad at Kevin Samuels, right? Because he was asking women, well, what's your breast size? What's your ass size? What's your size? What's this? What's that? And we saw women flocking to his live, right? For him to objectify them. Flocking. Because no matter how mad you want to be at Kevin and his delivery and what he said, at the end of the day, there were people coming to him. That's how, I mean, that's the only way these videos are made, right? I mean, sometimes he was talking to himself, but from what I've seen in clips, a lot of them were women coming on his platform because they thought they were it, right? They were ready to be judged by him. They were ready to be objectified by him, chosen by him to set the standard or you look good. And because he was shutting some females down, mm, now he's a womanizer and all types of stuff. And, and people are happy about his death, which I find disgusting, utterly disgusting. And I didn't even watch much of his things like that. I didn't really watch full episodes of what he had to say. Right? Hell am I going to watch that for and join in <laughs> so he could objectify me? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I got enough women objectifying me as it is, right? But everyone couldn't wait for him to objectify them. Why? Because it was going to be a self-esteem booster. Everyone was leading with ego. That's what they wanted. But now if it doesn't work out, right? Doesn't find you attractive or, you know, you're not worthy of this. Now I'm being objectified. Now I'm upset with you, man. Evil man. (laughs) So let's think about these things, ladies and men. I hope you're listening to this because honestly, it's mostly men, according to Spotify and the analytics, right? Because your girl got analytics on this. It's mostly men that listen to my podcast. So you men think about that, too. Think about the women that you hang around and think about, you know, how they're treating other women. Keep that in mind, especially if you have daughters, Right? Because it all starts from the home. It all starts from the home. And ladies, you think about that. How you're treating other women in the world. Because we're supposed to have gender nepotism, queens. We're supposed to be for each other. 
There's enough men and attention out here. The universe isn't stingy. There's enough for all of us out here. We just have to get get that mindset. Again, as much as people hate Chris Rock, he said, I will never forget that women, we could rule the world. And we do. With our vagina. Hello. But we hate each other. We do. And we objectify each other. So we think about a lot of the traumas and the anxieties and the pressures that we have in the world. Yes, we would love to just put it all on men, right? Men men don't want us to have abortions. They want to control our body. We would love to put this narrative all on men. But what we need to be looking at is how we do it. And it's right there in our faces, in these TV shows, in these movies, in the music, So yes, in hip-hop culture, you know, all the men do is talk about sex and women and having sex. But that's all we talk about as well. Tricking on men. Using our assets to get what we want from men. But we don't, we really don't want them to do that. Right? We want them to to see us for something else. But I mean... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If me looking good and giving up the pussy, if that's going to get me a new Benz, then fine. Sure. That, that, that causes confusion in the world, right? It causes confusion. And then it just makes it easy to just leave definitions like this. A deeply sexist attitude that objectifies women. Now we're just going to keep that concept, con, context forevermore. Because that's taking the easy way out and not looking at what we do for that. And how we cause women like the one on the Hood Healers Live and women like me and women like your daughters and women like your mothers who probably felt like this before. And women like the next generation who feel less than because of other women and how they've objectified each other. All right. So I close with just reflecting on that, ladies and gentlemen, and looking at things from a different lens when we're using things like being objectified and feeling degraded, okay? Let's not keep selective outrage when it comes to these things and really take a broader look. And of course, whenever we talk to women, it turns into being a pick-me and being and wanting to be chosen by men and and enough, then that's okay. I'm ready for that. But what I'm more excited for is you actually thinking about this and you actually stopping questioning yourself on why do I care about how another girl looks over me? Right? Why does that matter? Why does it matter if his ex was pretty or not? Right? Why does it matter how good my pussy is? Because what does that really mean? What does it mean to have good pussy? What does it mean to be beautiful? What does it mean to be objectified? What does that mean? And can only men do it? Have you ever done it? And reflect. I'm, I'm more excited for that than any other backlash I can get on this. If any. So leave your comments five stars okay go back and listen to my other series I I really encourage you guys to listen to my series on are we still protecting black women or okay 
and subscribe and share and thank you all so much for your support and let let's get it let's let's run these up let's get the let's get the thoughts thinkering come on guys have a great night